straight no, no bulls. Here we go. I'm Mike Fisher, your trusted, trusted reporter. This is the Fishbowl. That is the star. And let's give you a top 10 takes straight from Frisco. With your contributions, of course, get in, get on, be good. And yes, VJ, Uncle Fish Premium, this show is loaded for bear. Item one, the Cowboys can clinch a playoff berth on Sunday. Now, am I going to break down all the noodly intricacies of it all? No. But we have a story up on Dallas, uh, up on CowboysSI.com if you want to read it. Obviously, part of the clinching would be they have to beat the Eagles. Oh, that would make sense. And then if this team loses, that team loses, that team loses, that team loses, and that team loses. Um, it's worth having in your pocket this knowledge. It's something to look for. Uh, I'm not going to lose a lot of sleep over it. I will say this, though, as we remind ourselves, Sandra Price, Uncle Fish Premium. Hey, how do I get to circle in the star? Ask Sandra and the fellas. They'll show you how. I do want to clinch. If I, I do want to clinch. Uh, I do not want to take for granted, ah, you know, Team X. Ah, we're going to make it. We look pretty. A lot of Team Xs end up not making it. So have some awareness. Enrique, on this subject. Enrique V, how can the Cowboys avoid the wild card game? Uh, by getting the top seed in the NFC. Mathematically possible. David Dobbins, this ain't knowledge in my pocket. Well, what is that in your pocket, David? Or are you just happy to see me? What? Item two, uh, story on CowboysSI.com, our conversation with Brad Sham. Brad Sham, friend of the show for 34 years, a mentor of, of sorts, even though it seems like we're kind of the same age. Eh, I don't know. So he's getting ready to go to work last week and not feeling well. And he got the sage advice. Um, Brad, we know you're a tough guy. We know you never miss a game. Go to the hospital. And so he did. Uh, and uh, he spent three days in the hospital, he tells us. Now he is resting and recuperating and recovering and planning to work on Sunday night. And I told him on Twitter at Fish Sports, if you're interested in going into that cesspool, not me and Brad, but the other cesspool. Uh, we need you. Brad Sham, um, one of the best who's ever done it. And uh, a mentor in this sense to me and countless others. The first guy I ever saw in broadcasting who had invented a way for him to wear all those hats. And I don't mean the actual funny uh, hats. I mean metaphorical hats. He, he actually wears some handsome hats. First guy I ever saw, he's a journalist, he's a fan, he's biased, he's not biased, he's a columnist, he's a friend of the players, he works for the team, he cut down the team, he'll get all of it. You can just switch those hats. It's a great trick and we love Brad Sham. Uh, so Brad, glad that you're getting up and over it. Item three, every time I see Tank Lawrence's name, and this is my fault, not his, a line from the movie Caddyshack that I don't even know if anybody else, it's not like one of the funny lines and there's 10,000 funny lines in that movie. Uh, of course, all those guys were strung out on everything as they made that movie, except for 
Ted Knight. He was upset because everybody else was so unprofessional and he was a professional actor. When, <clears throat> is she a Scottish girl or an Irish girl? That's the Irish girl who thinks she's pregnant with Danny and they meet at, you know, six in the morning out somewhere in the clubhouse somewhere. And he says, you know, I, I guess I'll take care of things. And she goes, thanks for nothing. And it's not funny. It's not, it's just, it just always struck me. So thanks for Lawrence. He is the Cowboys nominee for NFL man of the year. And of course, um, this is the award that Dak Prescott, this is the most prestigious thing you can get in this league because it means you're, you're uh, offering up excellence in every possible way. And Dak Prescott won it last year. Of course, the Cowboys, they've had a Staubach, they've had an Aikman, and they've had a Witten. Now they have a Dak. Uh, Tank Lawrence is the nominee there. And listen, he does things in this community um, and does things back in Aiken, South Carolina, that, like most of these guys, not enough people make a big enough deal of. So this is very nice. Very, very proud of Tank Lawrence, uh, who, of course, as you might know, is a friend of the show. Uh, Paul Gale reminds us, Uncle Fish Premium, please don't forget to hit the like button. It beats the algorithms and tells YouTube that you want quality cowboy information and the award-winning information. And seriously, the algorithms, when you hit the like button here, really does send a message to YouTube saying, I don't want slap dickery. I want real cowboy information, if possible, from a real reporter, if possible, who's been doing it for 34 years in Dallas. Jose A is an Uncle Fish premium. Hello, Fish. It's time for Entrefishment. What? This is the best cowboy show on television. So they say, <coughs> item four. It's still, uh, okay, this is actually funnier than, thanks for nothing. Dallas Goddard's parents named him Dallas. And he hates Dallas. What a curse for that poor SOB. What if you, what, what if, Fort Worth Texan, Sugar Daddy, Richard Leopold, Jeff T. What if your parents named you Eagles? Hi, I'm Eagles Laws. Hi, I'm Eagles Hagen. And you, it's, it's self-hatred. He broke his arm in week nine. And Shadow Wolf, you're right. It's better than being a, named a, a boy named Sue. It's true. Again, uh, you, you kids under the age of 90 won't understand that reference. Don't bother. Ask your grandparents. He broke his arm in week nine and thinks he's playing this week. <laughs> Item five. And I won't go to, I've said my piece on Big Dom. Hey, have I not? Yeah, what if you're a Cowboy fan and your name is Phil and your pals call you Philly? <laughs> David Dobbins, being named Eagles is the same as being named Dick. 
going to have the same effect on your life. <laughs> so Big Dom, Nick Sirianni, hey, comes out with his statement and says, well, you know, you know, I'm sad. And I'm watching this. I'm going, good. Here comes an apology. The Eagles are going to apologize for letting an over-emotional, thuggish bouncer have his way on the sideline in a wrestling match with players. Uh, you know, I'm sad. And then basically he says, he's just doing his job. <sighs> so no remorse, no apology, no sticking your tail between your legs. Keep puffing your big Dom chest out. Big Dom, a little sad. Eh, not very sad, a little sad. Not sorry. Not wanting to repent. Not wanting to fix things. Eh, big Dom, a little sad. NFL, you cannot, must not allow the bouncer to roam the sidelines at AT&T Stadium. Cannot, must not. Jared W., he wasn't standing anywhere near the coach, which is the number one person he's supposed to protect. Right. He's a fanboy. And he got out of control. They probably should uh, drug and alcohol test him. Seriously. He was that out of control. And then they should tell him, you can't work here anymore. The same way I would tell a bouncer at my bar, if you... I just found, I just realized you just signed up to be a bouncer because you want to beat people up. You're fired. <laughs> Item six. Aaron Rodgers today goes on the McAfee and starts doing, listen, Aaron Rodgers, um, I mean, he went to Cal. Aaron Rodgers might be the smartest person in the world. And if you don't believe that, just ask him. So he's got opinions on the vax and he's got opinions on the Achilles tear that could not possibly have been an Achilles tear the way we think of one because you can't come back from an Achilles tear in three and a half months and oh, wait a minute, double check that. He's not even coming back. Joey, you're just trying to be a pain in the ass. Stop it. You know you are. You're enough of a pain in the ass when you have your regular opinions. Don't, don't, you don't have to trick it up for us. We love you just the way you are. There's, there's one of those guys on every, there's a head of security that's there on every sideline. This has never happened before, Joey. So Aaron starts talking about, this is chicken shit, that there's, Sources inside the Jets that are telling reporters, eh, you know, we got a problem with Zach. We got a problem with the quarterback. What are we going to do? And he's saying, this is chicken shit. Can't have these sources. Can't have. Hole in two. Rogers is right about the jab. I'm not saying he's right or wrong. I'm saying he anointed himself an expert. He's also an expert on drugs. He's an expert on Achilles. He's an expert on the media. He's an expert on Taylor Swift. He's an expert on everything. 
He can be right or wrong. He can be accidentally right or wrong. He could be a squirrel who finds a nut. Here's what he's really wrong about. When he rips the media, he's also wrong. You get paid by ESPN through McAfee, a million dollars a year by ESPN. Dude, you are the media. Aaron Rodgers, you have a media job, you hypocrite. And if there's leaks within the building, Aaron, who anointed himself the unofficial general manager of the Jets? You did. If there's leaks in the building, Aaron, it's under your supervision. Fix it. You got nothing else to do. Joshua, you're wrong. You're wrong. First of all, he does not get paid by Pat. Pat McAfee is a company. Pat doesn't write him a check for a million dollars, Joshua. You're wrong. ESPN pays McAfee to have people that work under McAfee and Aaron Rodgers works under McAfee. It's not that difficult, right? Sports Illustrated pays me. I pay Bree. Bree works for Sports Illustrated through me. Again, don't try to trick this up. Your efforts to outsmart me will, will fail miserably. Speaking of uh, all-time great quarterbacks, and Aaron Rodgers certainly was that. Tom Brady comes out on his podcast, the cleverly named Let's Go, which is almost as good as Here We Go. Almost. And he goes into some, he goes into this profane rant against his critics for saying that when he played, he was soft. What are you talking about? I'm sure somebody over the course of 20 plus years, some somebody who was a, a, a Raiders fan or a Dolphins fan said, Aaron said, uh, Tom Brady soft. Dude, what are you talking about? You played professional football for like 23 years. And you think you have to defend yourself against the accusation that you're soft? And he says, he, he used the P word. Some people say I'm a P word. Who? Who with a brain? And this gives me an opportunity to repeat to you what I'll say anytime this subject comes up. I've stood on the sidelines of an NFL game. Nobody that's ever done that will ever say that any of those four, uh, 22 guys are, are soft. Impossible. Can't be possible to do that for a living and be soft. Tom, you're tough. You're a badass. Smart people know it. Quit shaking your old man fist at the cloud. <laughs> Item nine. And this is about Cowboys-Eagles. Enrique, would you say that the game against the Eagles is critical for Cowboys going forward? No. I mean, not as critical as people think it is. It's critical psychologically, no doubt. Big Mike, 
uh, talking this week about how he loves December games, and don't we all? Because because they're playoff type games, and you need playoff type games. And yes, as long as you win them, you need the experience. Like I want playoff game, playoff type games in December. So do I. As long as you win them. Question for you, and I don't pretend to have an answer that this, even though I'm one of the 70 smartest people on this show. Would you rather in December, right now, if you're the Cowboys, have an easy schedule and you just cruise through it like knife through hot butter? Or we want to be tested by playoff type teams. If you're tested by playoff type teams and you win a bunch of those games, then I guess you're more steeled for the playoffs. Well, what if you lose them? And if you have an easy schedule, easy, and you win all those games, and that gives you the first round bye, wouldn't that be the best? Because have you looked at the Eagles schedule? On paper, they're not going to have playoff caliber tests. And I don't think anybody thinks that they're not going to be successful in the playoffs because their last three games or whatever, Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Uh, I think playoff atmosphere is fun. And if it happens to happen to you and that happens to help you be fortified for the real postseason, great. But me, I want the buy. And if I get to play the Giants and the Cardinals to get there, I want to play the Giants and the Cardinals. They play the Giants twice. If it helped me get the bye, that's a first-round win. If you get the bye, you win the first round. I'd play the Giants five times in December. Playoff schmayoff. Playoff type, playoff atmosphere, playoff smashmosphere. I want the bye. Item nine, A.J. Brown. And there are some people, in fact, Nick Sirianni hey, says, well, you know, you know, we, we, us and the 49ers, we're probably going to play each other again. I mean, I guess, maybe. Maybe. Unless the Cowboys beat the Eagles in the postseason. Jose, how isn't it critical? We can't lose this one. Why not? Uncle Fish Premium. Look at the standings. Jose, we did this this morning. Even if you win this one, you are not favored to win the division. Even if you win. That means that even if you lose, your playoff chances are really not impacted greatly. Therefore, it is not the must win that it feels like. It is not the all uh, for all the marbles that it feels like it is. It feels like it is. It's not. I like A.J. Brown's take. A.J. Brown, by the way, is uh, he's quite something up there. 
he says, hey, let's be honest about our game against Dallas. Let's not worry about, we'll probably see the Eagles again, 49ers again. Let's put on, and he used this phrase, let's put on our big boy pants. We need to put on our big boy pants. Um, and, and he means that respectfully to the Cowboys. They know. They know how good the Cowboys are. They know the Cowboy. They know that that both of these teams are in the same heavyweight class. And are the 49ers? Obviously. And the 49ers not only beat these two teams, they pounded them. Justin, we get your point. Thank you. The NFL has rules that they use to deal with players who go beyond framework. There's rules in place. So, so Greenlaw will get punished the way Greenlaw gets punished. They don't have a rule in place for how to punish some moron who decides that he wants to act like he's a player. And the reason they didn't have a rule for it, they will now, the reason they don't have a rule for it is because no moron's ever done it before. Big boy pants. John, the 49ers pulled our pants down and spanked us, and they did it to the Eagles. The 49ers also got spanked three games in a row and could only score 17, 17, and 17 exactly in those three games. All these teams are vulnerable enough. The 49ers are probably the least vulnerable. That's fair. And the 49ers stepped up when they had to step up against the Cowboys and the Eagles. That's fair. By the way, Dre Greenraw did not throw a punch. That's bullshit. Not even close. B. Teeling, who would have thought you'd need a policy to keep? That's right. Who would have thought? Because there, there is a policy, but there's no punishment. It's You're prohibited from doing what Big Dom did, but there's no punishment. And the reason there's no punishment is because nobody thought anybody ever do it. The head of security actually made the sideline less secure, which is why he should not be allowed on this sideline this Sunday night. Item 10. Sway B. Fish, what was the difference between Greenlaw slamming an Eagles player and getting a penalty to how he slammed Pollard no flag? That, that's, those are... Those are within the rules. The punishment for penalties is within the rules. So this ref made a good call. This made a bad call. That's part of, that's part of the game. We don't have to love it. We should make it better. I don't accept that it's got to be this way. I don't accept it at all. Let's make it better. I've already, we've talked a lot about this. Make the refs full time. And also the old ones who can't run and the fat ones who can't run can't ref. If you can't run, you can't ref. Period. So I'm, I'm doing my best, but there's going to be bad calls. There's going to be controversial calls involving players. There should not be controversial calls, including schmucks on the sideline wearing a team polo shirt. It's outrageous. 
Stephen, what about a German suplex out of bounds? What about it? That's a penalty, or it's not, or it's a fine, or it's a suspension. The league has rules for that. Don't you see the difference? You really don't see the difference between Tyron Smith holding a defensive end and a security guard holding a player on the other team. You really don't see the difference? Tony Pauline. Hey! Another Philadelphia guy has written a column. It's not a column. It's a news story telling us that there's a plan. And the plan is to fire Mike McCarthy and replace him with Dan Quinn. And I'm going to let you chew on that for about 12 hours. You can also dig into it at CowboysSI.com. By the way, I must say, good gosh almighty. CowboysSI.com, our NFL coverage, and our Mavericks coverage at DallasBasketball.com. In the first four days of December, I was trying to show this and you guys, oh, you, you can see it. Two million. million readers of our junk. You're probably already among those. If you're not, get on over there. CowboysSI.com. And right now you can dig into the story that Jerry Jones has a secret plan. It is alleged by Tony Pauline to fire Mike McCarthy and replace him with Dan Quinn. More at CowboysSI.com. And we're all over it at 720 tomorrow morning. Breakfast at Fish and East for now. Thank you for being among the 2.252,979 million readers of CowboysSI.com. Fish out.